If you're ready to take your destiny into your own hands, you've come to the right place. This is The Bulletproof Entrepreneur, featuring interviews with the most exciting and amazing entrepreneur. Here's your host, Chi Odogu. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com. And without further ado, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Dan Moyle. Dan is the CMO of Interview Valet. So Dan is a unique character. He usually, well, let me, sorry, let me state that again. <laughs> I, don't know what I like that. <laughs> hey, everyone, welcome to the show. I have a great guest on the line today. I'm talking to Dan Moyle. Dan is a very unique character. He initially started out hoping to go into the music business, but he, he didn't really have the talent of a musician. So him and his friend went through the back door and did music production. Through that, Dan also found a love for um, copywriting, uh, content marketing, and content creation. So he worked with a couple companies and uh, helped them with their content marketing. He actually spent a lot of time in the mortgage industry doing content marketing for a particular company. These days, Dan is the CMO of Interview Valet. It's a hot digital marketing agency that helps thought leaders, entrepreneurs, authors, and, and thinkers get booked on leading podcasts around the world. So he's come today to tell us a little bit about himself, his entrepreneurial journey, and of course, his business, Interview Valet. So Dan, welcome mm. to the show. Thanks, G. I'm glad to be here. I'm a unique character. I love that. That's the first for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. I give the people a little taste of where you're coming from, but just break it down so that everyone knows that you're a regular guy. Although you're a unique character, you still put your pants (laughs) on one foot at a time. Well, when I I work from home, so when I do wear pants, um, I do put them on. (laughs) One leg at a time. It's usually shorts. Anyway, um, yeah, man. I tell you what, my my journey to entrepreneurship. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a light entrepreneur, I suppose you could say. I, I work for the the owner of Interview Valet, but it's just the two of us as like employees, and then we have a team of of contractors too. But you know, it's I, I'm I'm one step away from that um, entrepreneurial uh, position of if I don't work, I don't get paid. Because <laughs> yeah, because yeah. even. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm working for such a small company and an entrepreneur that if if we don't make a difference in the world and we don't have clients, yeah, we we don't get paid. So yeah. I love that risk. Um, yeah, my journey started really when, as you said, I, I wanted to go into you know, music in some way or music production in some way, and I went to a school for TV and radio broadcast, and um, just really enjoyed working in the media sphere, <clears throat> and moved my way up into writing and did some video and editing and other stuff and uh, producer at a TV news station and found myself kind of stuck in that, that um, media news world that I just didn't really like. And this was, you know, about eight years ago now, nine years ago. And Mm -hmm. I, but I fell in love with the, the uh, social media world. Twitter was just starting off back then. It was only a year old or so. And I really found my voice on Twitter um, trying to develop an audience for the news show that I produced and, and actually got in trouble for tweeting on my shift. That was back before they wanted you to be on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my boss uh, got after me a little bit of, you can't tweet during your shift. I'm like, man, 
I'm developing an audience. Come yeah. on. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I got tired of news and wanted to go into communications in some way. And I thought, you know, there's got to be a company around me. I'm in Southwest Michigan. I thought there's got to be like, you know, Kellogg, the cereal maker or uh. um, or somebody else big that it's going to want me with all with my years of news experience. My ego got in the way and said, somebody wants you. Yeah. Um, Nobody did, so <laughs> I uh, I ended up in, in marketing for a, a great regional mortgage banker, as you said, and um, just I love the whole idea of marketing, communications, the the inbound digital world, content marketing, uh, and I love the idea now of being an entrepreneur because, yeah, it's it's get out of that corporate culture. We get to develop our own culture and and do what we need every day. And there's so many great things about being an entrepreneur that I, I love learning from one of the best, uh, Tom Schwab, who is the founder of interview of LA. It's an incredible, incredible journey. Nice. Nice. I love it. So, um, yeah, I know I did do a lot of research on you and I, I know that story of you, you know, trying to find your feet and then, um, looking for a job when the news thing was getting down. And, um, one of the things you mentioned in an, old interview was that you know because you didn't have the degree that these companies in as much as you had the skill sets they they didn't look at you and they didn't want you just because you didn't have the degree now how did that make you feel and especially that was what eight nine years ago correct yeah yeah um yeah it was back in 2008 2009 yeah it it was a hard time i mean it was one of those things where you know i certainly for a lot of careers and, and stuff that, you know, university is great. Mm. And for the, the life experience, university can be wonderful. But I hadn't gone to university. I have an associate's degree, not a bachelor's or, you know, master's or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, I just, I felt bad about myself. I thought, man, I've got the skill set. I mm-hmm. can write. I, I know video. You know, I can help with PR and, and media relations. And I just, I know I can do it. Um but it was hard, man. That was a that was a heck of an ego check right there. Of yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. But but now you, the world we're living in, it seems like it's transitioning away from you know that degree based, credential based, um, regulation or when I say verification, where now just as long as you can do the work, people will want to like hire you to get things done. Have you have you noticed that to be true in um? what you're doing these days with um, clients as well as um, people that reach out to you for work or help? Yeah, for sure. You know, it started with um, the mortgage company, AmeriFirst. Uh-huh. They uh, they didn't care that I didn't have a degree. They cared that I had the experience and the skills. And when I when I wrote a couple of samples, it, it impressed them. So they, they brought me on right away. And that really helped to kind of affirm to me that um, it is skill set and knowledge and networking, right? Your net yeah. worth your net worth is in direct proportion to your net work, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so that that helped because I, I knew somebody at the company that they knew me and kind of, you know, courted me, so to speak. Um, but then now, yeah, as an interview valet, I mean, no no clients ask me what's your degree in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's the work that we do and the the network that we have that that brings folks to us and, and the marketing that I do and yeah. you know, the customer service we offer. So yeah, it's it's definitely a can be a different world. And that's what I think is so cool about entrepreneurship and about creating your own category and serving that category. Uh-huh. Um, you know, somebody I thought Christopher Lockhead wrote a book called play bigger and he talks about, uh, you know, really owning a, a category, create your own category, uh-huh. you know, uh, really own it. You know, when, when Google, you know, Google is the best at search, right? Yeah. When Google wanted to go into, um, social media, they failed. 
because they don't own that category. Yeah. And so for us, it's kind of the same thing. Nobody cares what degree I have or don't have or what I did. They care about what we do and the category that we have. So that's yeah. that's that's huge for entrepreneurs. Yeah. So um, I want to dive deep into your in- inbound market marketing that you were doing at um, Amerifest because I know that the mortgage industry is you know a little bit boring, and then. <laughs> Nobody's really turned on when they say, ooh, mortgage, you know, mortgage, uh, buying a house is like one of the most difficult things you're going to do in your life. So how were you able to make that interest interesting for people to come into the funnel for the mortgage company and then ultimately become clients? How, how did you help them develop the relationships through building awesome content? I think the key really is to speak the language of your buyer persona. I mean, it starts with knowing who your buyers are, you know, getting into your zone of genius of we're not going to serve everyone when it comes to getting a mortgage. You know, we, we, when, when I was creating the content, we very much served the first time home buyers and, and recent to the home buying process buyers. Mm. So people who weren't, you know, people who weren't necessarily looking for the absolute cheapest, you know, uh, interest rate, lowest everything. Like they just, they want good service and understand the process. Yeah. And so, so knowing that I would go in with, with content that spoke to the process, spoke to, you know, how buying a home could work for somebody, you know, with different levels of down payment and all these just informational, you know, content that any question that a home buyer might have, we answered. Mm. That was the, that was the key for us. And so, and, and answering it with, you know, with, without jargon, I'm not going to talk down to you, but I'm not going to talk over you. We're just yeah. going to, you know, almost like a podcast, but through written word, have yeah. a conversation, you know, and, uh, and just think about it in that way. And one of the cool things was, is that instead of thinking about it as, you know, more mortgage marketing, I thought about it as, as, uh, marketing about the home, okay. right? The, the dream of owning a home, like, like you said, she, no, nobody wants to have a mortgage, but don't we all kind of maybe want a home of some kind, even yeah. if it's not a house, yeah. Right. If it's a condo or even an, an apartment can be a home. Mm-hmm. We all want our home. And so I liked I, I really enjoyed talking about home and how to improve your home, what to do when, you know, up here in Michigan, when the winter's coming and it's autumn. How do you get ready for the winter? Yeah. What do you do for your yard? What do you do for your house? How do you winterize things? Anything to do with the home? I wanted to be that hub of information yeah. so that they would know know us, like us, and trust us, right? Yeah. So basically, that's um, educational marketing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Educational and understandable was the key for me. Nice, nice. So you did that, you know, it started working, you developed that skill set. People were coming into the funnel for the company, and then they worked with the company. Now you're doing something which is slightly different, but with the same idea in mind, which is basically helping entrepreneurs and thought leaders and authors, you know, get their message out there in the marketplace through um, podcast interviewing. So tell us a little bit about why um, it's important for thought leaders and entrepreneurs to actually take podcasting and podcast interviewing seriously if they want to get their message out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it, it harkens back to the old school radio days. We love to hear a story yeah. and we love to picture it in our minds. And as much as, you know, movies are great and video, you know, YouTube or whatever is amazing. I love video marketing. That that connection through audio, the audio storytelling is as old as man itself, right? Yeah. And, I, and I think it kind of goes back to that a little bit. I think it's also we need to take podcasting seriously and podcast interview marketing seriously because the world has become so noisy and rather than try to shout above the noise or serve everyone, 
And if you can get into your niche of who you serve and know where they are and people, you know, people are listening to podcasts at, a, at, a, at an exponential growth rate mm-hmm. that we haven't seen. And, you know, in the last two years is more than any, any time in the history of podcasting, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 400,000 plus podcasts and, you know, a hundred or a thousand or whatever it is every week. I mean, they're, it's huge. And so rather than trying to shout above the noise and speak to everyone and do a, a blog and all these other things, which is all, is all still important, you know, getting in front of your, uh, your ideal buyer is so important. And mm-hmm. rather than, rather than try to build a podcast like what you've done, she, I mean, the work that you put into your podcast is, is incredible. I, I know, um, anybody who says it's easy either has never done a podcast or done it well. At least. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so rather than trying to build a podcast, you know, if I, if I had a company, oh, so, so interview valet, rather than starting with a podcast and trying to build that audience over time, mm-hmm. I, I want to get in front of, you know, your audience, these, you know, these listeners, um, to bulletproof entrepreneur, they're hungry for content to help them. We can help them. And then, and then, you know, next week I can go on another podcast about, you know, something different about marketing or about sales or, yeah. and, and just offer this information and help rather than trying to cultivate my own audience. I get the privilege of talking to your audience that you've cultivated, you know, that, that trusts you mm-hmm. and you trust me to treat them well. And that to me is such a huge uh, connection rather than trying to build my own audience through a podcast. So I think, so there's a few reasons there why podcast interview marketing is really a great tool to have in your tool set. And, and it, and I want to make I want to be clear. It does not take the place of of blogging and social media marketing yeah. and search engine optimization. It all works together. It all works together. Yeah, I, I know. I know some people will actually look at it. Like, okay, if I'm doing podcasting, let me just do podcasting and separate it. But but there's there comes a time where you have to look at it. Everything is like your body. Your body has your digestive system, your respiratory system, your um, digest. I said the ejection system for removal of waste. All those systems work together. But mm-hmm. as an individual, you can't start off and do all of them well. You know, as much as our body does everything well, you have to kind of focus on one or two or three. And then once you actually own that category, like you were stating earlier, then you start to branch out and then start using the content you've created to leverage it up into other content forms like blogging or SEO or other type of stuff, uh, even video too. Is that is that what you feel works best for some of the people you've worked with? Yeah, I mean, I think making it all, all part of the 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 marketing strategy is all these yeah. tactics, right? Yeah. Um, and and the nice thing about podcast interview marketing is that it, it drives other content, like you said. Gee, you can take an interview, um, you know, get the transcript for it, put it into a blog article or two or three or whatever. You can use the um the file on a web page. You can put it to video and put it on YouTube. You can use it in social media. I mean, there's a, there's a million different ways. And then, you know, as we talk, hopefully folks go back to, you know, your, your show notes and you link back to my website, which creates SEO value. So there's, it's, it's a holistic strategy of everything. Um, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I mean, I think video marketing is, is a, one, one of the next big steps as well. Yeah. Um, and, and podcast interview marketing fits right into, into video too. So it certainly all works together. Yeah. So now you've talked, you just mentioned video marketing. So I want to ask you, I know you're big into production and you've done inbound quite a bit. So the allure of video now, if you were to coach a new um, client and say, okay, you know what? Yes, we're a podcasting company, but video marketing 
you know, this is another hot medium that you need to be in. What would be like your top three or your top four um, words of wisdom or advice to take advantage and really leverage the power of video in your marketing tool chest? Yeah, I think a couple pieces of advice would be number one, um, don't don't be afraid of it. Right. I mean, so many so many folks get scared of either being in front of the camera or dealing with video because it is such a, a different beast than what most people are used to. I mean, I was fortunate I got to be in a pretty decent sized market in news and work with, you know, um, anchors and reporters and work with cameras and know that we were reaching, you know, hundreds of thousands of viewers at a time. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of video. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of folks get a little bit nervous about it. So you don't be afraid. So you're not like me who has a face for radio. <laughs> well, I didn't say I don't. I think I, that's, that's absolutely right. I have a face for radio. Um, I love that. But uh, but yeah, don't be afraid of it. You know that's the thing. And then you know equipment's important. It's yeah. not it's not that you have to have a red camera or that you have to be the best at everything. But you know if you're gonna have a decent uh, digital camera and a, a good microphone that plugs into it and understand a little bit of lighting and have a tripod, you're at least good to start, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a friend of mine, George B. Thomas, is a fantastic proponent of video marketing, and he loves equipment. He's an he's an equipment geek, um, so he can spout off a bunch of different things that you should use for your iPhone or for this or that and the other, and that's great. And I think he's a oh, fantastic resource for that. But I think that starting with your phone, with a microphone and a tripod, is a great place to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think that the final piece of advice is use use video as a communication device or, or communication tool, not just marketing, right? You think of video as like, well, I gotta create a great 30 second spot that engages people from the very beginning and tells an amazing story and all these things. And, mm -hmm. and actually think of video marketing as a way to communicate with your buyer. Yeah. You can use it you know, in, in an email through software like Loom or uh, there's a couple other ones. Um, you, know, you can use it as a Facebook Live where you can just you know, talk about the product that you have or the problems that you solve. You could use it on YouTube with a one-on-one -on -one video uh, interview. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, answer every question there. Again, going back to educational content, answer every question that a buyer has with a video and you'll begin to see a huge library of video opportunity that you can have at your fingertips. So those three things I would say are my, my three points. Mm, great. Now with storytelling, because you just mentioned that, and I know storytelling is, is like the most important thing with podcasting as well as with video. So when an author or an entrepreneur or a thought leader or a speaker is telling their story, for example, I know initially, yes, they know their content well, they know their subject matter of expertise very well, but they don't know how to like, you know, present themselves in a natural storytelling way, so to speak. Yes, it's one thing to be casual with your friends when you're talking and relaxed, but it's another thing to actually, you know, be able to communicate your message to a stranger like me that you've never really met, but we're talking on this on this medium and you want to be authentic and your best self. So what is, what's some advice that you could share to help people become better storytellers no matter what medium they're using whether it's podcast or video i think for entrepreneurs and any any business um minded person being a great storyteller starts with telling your customer's story um we really tried interview valet to speak to future customers through our current customers so you know case studies 
empowering our customers to go out and be your evangelist and helping them tell their story. That's, that's the key. I think, um, you know, any, any storytelling, uh, artist will tell you, you know, beginning and middle and end, you know, start with some conflict, bring about the, uh, the climax of the story and then the day ma to, to wrap it all up. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's certainly great. But, you know, in, in an interview format, you may not have the chance to create all those different points of a story. But talking about things like, you know, our, our clients at Interview Valet have found success in, in podcast interview marketing by reaching a new audience, by bringing 600% uh, return on investment, by developing new new clients uh, around the world for themselves. You know, those kinds of stories are so much more powerful than than just talking about what you do. So think about it in that way. Think about telling your story through the eyes of your customer yeah. and what it is that you solve for them, I think, is, is one of the big keys. Now, you just mentioned something which I really um, got excited about, which was um, the 600% ROI. So now tell, yeah. us, tell me a little bit about that story, that case study. Yeah, so there's a, a, a gentleman by the name of Craig Cody that works with Interview Valet. And Craig is a – you want to talk about a, a unique character. Um, Craig <laughs> – Craig takes the cake, man. He he was a New York City police officer and is now a certified public accountant. He's a CPA and a, and a tax expert and a tax coach. And so he has this tax uh, – or this the CPA business, this accounting business in New York in his his uh, borough of New York. And he wants to grow it beyond that, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's great great to have your clients around you and stuff. But, I mean, in the day of the internet, where can't you be, right? So he's working to create a business name for himself, and he decided that podcast interview marketing uh, sounded good to him. So he goes on podcasts now, and he gives you know tax tips and things like that. He was just on a uh, a show called Stacking Benjamins, yeah, uh, award winning. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe's great. So Craig went on there for a four minute segment of tax tips before the October tax deadline, uh, the extension deadline. So. You know how how to how to file your tax extension deadline taxes without getting screwed. Basically, was mm-hmm. was the whole idea, right? Yeah. And so Craig goes on shows like that, you know, and he he's able to tell his story and and talk about you know uh, talk about empowering taxpayers to keep more of their money uh, legally and this kind of stuff, right? So great guy. Well, he he's had such such success and he's tracked it so well that he knows that all of the customers that have come from podcast interviews have brought him a 600% return on the investment he's made with Interview wow. Valet. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, and of course, you know, that's the whole system, right? It's not yeah. just the interviews. It's talking about going back to his website, download, mm-hmm. you know, the, the tips, the tax tips or buy his book. Mm-hmm. They come back and, and call him and say, hey, Craig, this is amazing. Will you take on my virtual CFO job or whatever? Mm-hmm. So he's he's able to track all of that. And it's, yeah, it's huge, man. And, you know, that's certainly one of our favorite stories that yeah. may not be, you know, six hundred percent may not be for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I don't, <laughs> but I, I don't isn't say that. that it, yeah, I don't say that it will be six hundred percent for everybody. But the thing is that oh, you know, it's going to be different in different industries. Like, take for example, yeah. this is accounting, and I don't know about you, but I found accounting boring in school. So if a C, <laughs> if a CPA can get this result in accounting, think of the kind of results you could get if you were, I don't know, maybe a hairdresser or. Doing something else, you know, a lawyer or a travel coach or travel advisor. I mean, the the world has changed so much that you can't even define the current occupations that we currently have. You know, everybody is almost like an expert or a category of one in a particular thing. And there's always that little niche of audience that 
once they hear your story, they'll be like, oh, I, I kind of want to know more about this guy and see how he can help me. Absolutely. And the whole thing about being an expert, you know, when when you go onto a podcast and you are the subject matter expert, it doesn't mean that you know more than everybody. Yeah. It just means that you know more than the average person. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, we're all experts in something. Mm-hmm. Go own that. Be that entrepreneur that's the expert in whatever it is that you're doing and, and get in front of some some audiences. I, I love doing this stuff, man. Nice. So we've talked so much about podcasts. We've talked about one particular case study that you love. So apart from podcasting, what else gets you excited in the world of inbound marketing? Man, I love the idea of um, inbound marketing changing the world. It's funny because, you know, so I, I use inbound and content marketing kind of interchangeably, but they are maybe a little bit different, I guess, mm-hmm. um, depending on the company that you're talking with. Uh of course, HubSpot is the leader of inbound marketing, um, but you know, really, content marketing has been around forever. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the, when it originally started, but you look back in the 1800s, and John Deere, the tractor maker, yeah, had, had a, a, the magazine. a magazine called the, yeah. yeah. So I love the furrows and that as an example of content marketing because it wasn't about selling tractors; it was about serving farmers. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like a farmer's almanac sort of, right? Yeah. So, so it's not new. But, but, but we got away from it. You know, I think that, I mean, shoot back in, you know, the, the good old days, you know, you had a village and you had the blacksmith, you had maybe the, you know, the, the horse trader, you had the general store manager or whatever. And we did business with people, yeah. right? You started a conversation with somebody, you had a need, they filled it, you exchanged, you know, money or bartered goods or whatever it was. And you did relationships, right? Well then at some point, I don't know if it was the 50s or the 60s or when it happened exactly, but at some point we decided that everybody needed a logo and everybody, you know, uh, was a was their own brand and all these things and like we had to pay money to advertise and certainly there's a place for advertisement, no doubt about it. Uh-huh. I think outbound is certainly very powerful still and advertising can be very helpful. But at some point I feel like we got away from the whole content and relationship marketing th- side of things and I and I'm excited the fact that I think that inbound marketing is bringing us back to that almost kind of a golden age yeah. of communication and relationships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And especially with, with podcasting being so intimate, it's almost like yes. if two of two of us are talking, but then the listener is kind of like eavesdropping on what we're saying, you know? So it's like a, a very intimate conversation with just three people. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I love the idea of... of you know, you, it's almost like you and I are having a conversation at a coffee house or a bar somewhere yeah. and, and, and the listeners are kind of, you know, got their ear cocked a little bit going, oh, that's interesting. I love yeah. that. Yeah. When in reality, we're giving them permission. Go ahead and come yeah. listen, man. I love that. Yeah. 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 So as we start to wind down the show, Dan, I have mm-hmm. a few wrapping up questions for you. So um, I know you've been at this game a long time. So what's what's been your most challenging experience thus far in business or in life? And how have you overcome that you know i think one of my biggest challenges in business was really making that transition from news into marketing without having the the degree and without knowing how to position myself okay. and market myself um it was so hard so anybody making that jump you know i know she that a lot of your listeners are, are younger folks getting into the business world or people making a transition from corporate into entrepreneurship just just know that it, it, you're not alone. I mean, that, that's a struggle. That was really hard for me. And I and I think I overcame it in part because I'd cultivated a pretty pretty good network of people around me. And one of them knew that my skill set was strong. 
my personality would be a good fit for the company and the culture at the time and uh, invited me in. So developing that network is, I think, very important. Uh-huh. And what are some resources that help you stay sharp and keep your skills fresh and uh, up to date? I'm a big, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of HubSpot. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a follower of them. I love podcasts that challenge me too. Um, podcasts like Legends and Losers or Ask Gary V. Uh, you know, shows like yours that bring great experts to to light. Um, I, I love podcasts to help because I I can I can multitask, right? I can listen yeah. to a podcast while I'm doing dishes <laughs> uh, or going for a run or something. And so those, you know, searching out the podcasts that help me. So, so that may change from day to day. I mean, I mean, there may be one about faith mm-hmm. that I listen to for a few weeks. There may be one about business or whatever it is. So I just, I love that that resource. That's a huge one for me. Yeah, and the, and the funny thing is, you can always come back, and even if you've missed like a ton of episodes, you can just binge listen to as many as you want, get up to date, and then move on with your life. It's always evergreen <laughs> and everlasting. Yeah, totally. So my final question for today: If you could go back in time. Is there any one thing you'd want to change? What would I change? You know, that's knowing what you know now. Right. You know, I think it's funny because I, I am where I am today because of the choices that I've made. So I'm happy with my life. I love where I am in business and everything else. So in a sense, I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. However, what I would do is go back and maybe do it uh, a little bit quicker and with more deliberate choices, mm-hmm. right, to get here faster because – as much as I've enjoyed the journey, there there were times like in that newsroom where I was miserable for two years yeah. not knowing what to do. And so I think if I could go back and say, look, make that network better, faster, yeah. and don't be afraid to help others. You know, for a long time as a young man, it was, man, I, I just want to do things for myself. And now it's, you know, I want to help others succeed. And so knowing that lesson earlier might have been helpful. Yeah. And, you know, I ask this question often and almost eight out of ten times People always say, you know what, I wish I could have done this sooner or started faster. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that always holds people up, you know, is the fear of the unknown, the fear of, you know, people accepting you. Just some fear or the other seems to, like, block you at the beginning stages because you feel you're not good enough. You feel you don't have everything ready and you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or what you're just you're just stuck in that fear phase. So it's, it's very interesting that we all feel that regardless of our situations, in life because i've even spoken to a ceo of a billion dollar company and, and he too said the same thing that oh he wished he had started earlier and i I said dude you retired as a ceo and you still wanted to start early he said yeah that he <laughs> felt he, he missed some opportunities earlier in his life so that's just funny so yeah, yeah. dan it's um, a pleasure having you on the show for the last um 30 so minutes to share your story and words of wisdom so before i let you go where can yeah. people um find you and get to know more about you and interview valet oh sure uh easy um i tell you what i'm gonna uh we talked about video marketing we talked about podcasting we talked about my journey i'm gonna put some resources up on uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash be for bulletproof entrepreneur uh so they can learn more about me there they can connect to me on on twitter through that page facebook uh you know whatever and they can download some tips for podcast interview marketing, uh, the, vid- the video marketing we talked about, it's all at interviewvalet.com forward slash BE. Great. And I'll link to all that in the show notes and awesome. my website. So thanks a lot for coming to share your story, Dan. I really appreciate you taking the time to, 
to come here and share your words of wisdom and to teach us a little something about inbound marketing. Thank you, Chi. It's been a privilege. I appreciate uh, being able to do that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.